Father, isn't it? There are a few things I have here we'll be looking into, maybe in the month of July or September. The love of the Father. You can write it down. We'll be looking at the love of the Father. The compassion of the Father. The mercy of the Father. The forgiveness of the Father. The favor of the Father. The provision of the Father. The glory of the Father. And the inheritance of the Father. Let me read it again. The love of the Father. The compassion of the Father. That's number two. Whenever you are coming to church, if you didn't bring writing part, I wonder what you came to do. Because if you came with the expectation that God will speak to you, you would have come with something to write. Never come before God empty-handed so that you will not go empty-handed. You will not get from God what you don't expect from Him. And heaven cannot connect with a heart that does not have expectation. Similarly, a person who goes to university with expectation will come back failure. It is your expectation that drives your success. So in God. So, we'll talk about the love of the Father. We'll talk about the compassion of the Father. We'll talk about the mercy of the Father. Then we'll talk about the forgiveness of the Father. We'll talk about the favor of the Father. The provision of the Father. The glory of the Father. Then the inheritance of the Father. I believe very much that it's not what I can teach us on the Father's Day so that we can explore it very deeply. Because in understanding all this aspect of the Father, it will help earthly fathers to know what they ought to be. And it will help children of God on earth to know fully who their God is. But if you look at when God was speaking to me about this, He just gave me brief scenarios. If you look at the beginning of the creation, you discover how God created man, isn't it? And then in chapter 1, chapter 3, God first created heavens and earth. Everything man will ever need, God made it available. And after God had made everything available, he decided to now create man. So if a man must not enter into fatherhood without first of all making sure that he has earned everything to make a home. You can't go and impregnate a girl at the age of 17, sleep around because you don't even know your left and your right. Before you can see you are having relationship and bringing forth a family you must have sorted out your life career. What will feed the woman you are bringing and feed the children that will come out from that relationship. So, 
God, you will see God's sovereign provision. But, however, when you see that chapter 1, God gave rules to the man and the woman as a father. And in chapter 3, they broke the rules. Isn't it? The rule had, the, break, the breaking of the rule had, had, you know, a retribute, which is the glory departed, but God didn't leave them. And you will see compassion a father has to have, forgiveness a father has to have. That is to say that God in his heart made room for man to make blunder. And so he had prepared their restoration before their mistakes. He prepared in his heart for man to, to some people to go into rebellion. But however, God had prepared solution for rebellious people. Of course, he would not leave them without being punished. You have been reading Jeremiah, isn't it? And that's the position. However, he does not cast them out. He still stretches his hand to them for love so that he can restore them. You will see the life of God, that God's intention for man, regardless of what people have done, God didn't change his intention. Because he did not plan for man because uh, man impressed him. How many parents here, you plan for your child unborn because that child has impressed you? Yeah? So you plan how the child will be taken care of, the court you will buy for the child before he was conceived. Some of you look at your court for three years before you give birth, before you conceive at all. You know, look for clothes and all stuff, dress your baby very well, lavish your life over your baby. Is it because that baby is, is behaving himself? And then you plan how you go to school, the kind of education you want the child to be and all stuff like that, to university and stuff. You don't do those things because those children be, you know, behaved or they impressed you. You prepare their future because they are out of you. Isn't it? It's the same thing with the Father in heaven. And among you, you see some children you have raised and you have given all the best of life and they will choose to go and suffer for a little while. In their suffering, you don't cast them out because the Father in heaven's plan remains, even when man is rebellious. He still stretches his hand to the rebellious to come back. Why, why, why did you suffer? Look at pleasure for you. So come back. But he doesn't compromise his standard. And when the child comes back, he lavishes himself. So is man. Fatherhood. But today I'm talking about angels. Just write those things and we'll go very deep into it. That is fatherhood. We'll look at the father as in context of God. All things about God. But what I want to leave with you in the next 15 minutes is I, I was teaching you about angels and today is Father's Day and we recognize that one of the benefits that God gives to those who are, who are Christians is the benefit of the ministry of angels. And this area of Christianity had not been understood by many Christians. And we looked at the book of Hebrew and I will look a bit further. It says, chapter 1, verse 14, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? And this scripture is verbatim. If you just look at it verbatim, it tells you directly that angels of God are ordained by God to minister to Christians, those who will be born again. Are we together now? Those who will inherit salvation. Once you inherit salvation, angels are at your disposal. That's what the Bible is saying. All right? 
But many of us don't understand this, and we struggle where angels should be operating. And that's the reason for this lecture. Really, many Christians are more mindful of demons and devils and stuff. Few Christians think about angels, whereas angels should be thought about more than the devil. They are with you anywhere you go. They are with you everywhere you go. They are involved in every activity of your life until they deliver you back to heaven. They are the one who will take your spirit out of your body and take you to heaven. Angels. When you were born, they are the one who came to plant the seed in your mother's womb. They took you in their hands, sent by God, they put you in the womb. And so, that guardian angel will remain with you all your life, wishing you all the time to know Christ. And Holy Spirit and angels work hand in hand into leading you to salvation and ensuring that you accept Jesus Christ. But those who refuse to rebel against them die and at death the angels depart. Then demons will take them over to hell. Every human being. The angel has an instruction by God. You know, we have the guardian angel. They have instruction by God to keep this soul and help this soul to inherit salvation. So that, that angel will continue until the soul says, I don't want Jesus. Or I'm not accepting him. And when the soul dies, the angel will part, depart. Because they must go to heaven and the soul is going to hell. So you understand that the messengers who take souls to hell are demons. Because they come from hell. However, for you who are born again, the ministry of angels, you must know. They begin from your conception to your birth, to your growing up, to your salvation, to your success in life, to your death, and take you home to paradise. But you know, I told you about worship angels. There are various types of angels. We looked at worship angels, but I want to talk more about worship angels. The three scriptures I gave you on worship angels, Psalm 148 verse 2, praise him all his angels, praise him all his heavenly hosts. Job chapter 38, verse 7, While the morning stars sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy. I've explained what those scriptures mean in the past lecture. And Psalm 103 is where we stop, verse 20. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his words. And I told you that in that verse lies two things that can make angels appear to you. The first thing is that a man who obeyed the biddings of God will attract angels to appear to them. And a man who listened to the word of God and do it. I would get it now. You can pray all night. You, that doesn't make you see an angel. And you, you, are, you, should, you, you will agree with me, isn't it? Because a good number of us will pray more than fire. Amen? Am I not saying the truth? Your noise will not let your neighbor sleep. The moment you start your prayer, they wake up. And yes, you didn't see nothing. Yes? Some say, ah, but why am I not seeing something? Well, why prayer is instrumental to seeing angels? But angels are attracted and revealable only to those who obey the obedience of God. People who have heart to be God. If there's anything you want to do in your life, you check it by the word of God. If it's not, I don't care. I'm not going to do it. Even if the whole world reject me, I will stand by the word of God. And then angels will appear to you. Because they obey the beings of God. They walk by your heart, not by emotion. 
You may tears up and cry all stuff. Doesn't move angels. Angels don't see your tears. They see your heart. And anybody who wants to really be involved, God's children, in the ministry of angels, in the area of communication, you must do the biddings of God. You must have a heart to do the biddings of God. You, and I told you about Abraham, how peer pressure made him sin. All right? And he, when I was teaching you about destiny, I told you, you know, showed you a few number of people who external pressure is what changed their work with God. And told you, guard your heart and your mind is your wellspring of life. Guard your heart and mind is your wellspring of life. If you can allow your heart to settle only on the word of God and reject anything or any suggestion from anybody, whoever the title may be, contrary to God, you don't take it. You will live your, your years to come without regrets. One regret you will have. Man does not have to have regrets. I would get it now. But let me help you with this now. I want to show you a few things. Angels of worship. Look at the book of Luke chapter 2, verse 8, verse 10. It says, And these were shepherds, and there were shepherds, sorry, out in the field nearby. This is when after Jesus was born, angels are involved in all their praise and worship. It says, There were shepherds in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherd. Yes? And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. Because at that time, nobody had had God from the time of Malachi for over 400 years. No, thus said the Lord. It was the dark ages of the Bible. And then suddenly an angel went to Mary, uh, to Joseph, and then to Mary. And then angels started coming again. So it was a taboo to them. Like many Christians today, don't have experience of angels Encounter of angel. When we talk about angel, it looks like a fairy story or some, some stuff like that. So when the angel appeared, they were afraid. Now it says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you what? Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Look at verse 12. It says, this will be a sign to you. You will see, you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Because the angel went to say that. But let me read it from your, I, I, don't, I want to just beat the time. <laughs> Go back to it. <laughs> let me read. And there was, there were shepherds, clan, the whole yard, the next verse. Go to 10, please. So I read 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Of great joy that will be for all the people. Yes, the next verse, I love it. Today, in the town of what? David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Those of us going to Israel next month, you will be in these very spots where it happened. We'll be visiting it. That's the very spot where this angel appeared. The city of David. Now, look at the next verse. It says, This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And the next verse says, Suddenly, shall we read together? Yes.
You see their son. Glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to God. That was what they were singing. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to men of whom his favor rests. Who is that man? The man on whose his favor rests. We are the one. Because Jesus the Savior has been born, so he brought favor to us. I will together now. Let me give you the second epistle on angels of worship. Look at Revelation chapter 4, and I'll read that very quickly. 1. Revelation chapter 4. After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open where? Hey, are we awake? I was told by the administrators that in, in uh, New Cross, you started drinking coffee. And those people serving you coffee, we don't know where to place them, whether they are choir members, we should put them on ushers, or coffee members. Tabernacle men. <laughs> Tabernacle women and men. Come on, let's wake up. You want to read about angels. You see, this revelation, those of you, tonight, as I finish here today, I'm going to Island Apartments. And the rest of your team are meeting me on, on Tuesday in Island Apartments to see where this scripture happened, where Jesus appeared, the very spot where Jesus appeared to John when John saw all this vision. A uh, place uh, where I am staying is just about point, point 0.5 of a kilometer to that spot. You know? But I want to read this. For angels, they are at your disposal. I started seeing angels when I was by age of nine. So it's nothing to, it has nothing to do with anointing or something to do with old age. It has to do with... All of you who are young, you are supposed to be in vigil. Pray in vigil without you being told. You must seek God. Listen to this good epistle. After this, I looked and there were, there were, there, there before me was what? A door standing, open in heaven. All right? And the voice I had first, or I had first heard, speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up hither. And I will what? Show you what, you must, what must take place after this. Come on, let's see the things that were shown. At once I saw in the spirits, understand these languages here. I want it to be very spiritual. These things are real now. When you were worshipping, I said God spoke to me. That is in the spirit. It says, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of what? Jasper and Canelian. A rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. Can you see what the devil is trying to do by using rainbow now for homosexuality? Satan is just taking them, whining them, so that the wrath of God will pour. Really this morning the Holy Spirit told me that, tell them the wrath is coming upon the face of the earth such that man had never seen. I think I didn't say this. He said people will run, have no hiding place under the rod. It's, it's natural disaster. 
They are messengers of God to punish people. But those of you who, who, who are faithful to the Lord, you have part in it. I'm going to put big rainbow in front of my church and tell them, encircle the throne of God, be holy as your heavenly Father is holy. You cannot defile God's symbol. So therefore, he says, surrounding the throne were 24 elders. Watch this. Other, 24 other thrones. And seated on them were 24 elders. They were what? Dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their... Can you imagine them? The next verse. I love it. From the throne came what? Flashes of lightning, rumblings, <clears throat> and pulse of thunder. Before the throne. Seven lambs were blazing. These are what? The seven spirits of God. Also before the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass. Clear and crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures. And they were covered with what? Eyes. In front and at the back. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you remember one day I told you that I was sitting in a place and I saw that there was ice in my head, my back skull. And my eyes in the back went into the pocket of a man who sits far away. And the whole of his body looked like polythene bag. He was sent with a talis ring to kill me. And I saw him holding the talis ring. So that it, the eyes of the spirit you see clearer than your physical eyes. You must get it. Amen. I would get it now. It's very, very easy. It's working with God with a clean heart. Amen. It says, the first living creature was like a lion. I love it. The second one was like an ox. Or an ox. The third one had the face of a man. The fourth one was like a flying eagle. And these animals, animal-looking angels, they have eyes in the front and the back. Somebody who did art should go and, Christian art, should go and create it. This is better than horror film. Yes, you get what I'm saying. You imagine them now. You see an orc flying here. And he's speaking in human voice. But then, the whole of his wings, full of eyes, all over his body. He turns his back like this, and he's full of eyes. Will you remain? Hallelujah. I will finish reading, then I'm gone straight from there. Now, look, look, it says, Each one of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes and around, on all around. Even under the wings, day and night, they never was to say what? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That is their singing. I don't have time for it anymore. I have to go. There's a song we used to sing about this. It says, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was an
Whenever the living creature give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, what happened? Shall we do it together? You know, those beings that have six beings that are called cherubs. I've been to heaven before. I know about them. They cycle the throne, flap their wings. One, a pair of wings, they flap. When they get to the front of the throne, they take the two pairs to cover their face. You cannot see. Look at the throne of the Father. And they use the other two at the back to cover their legs in worship and honor to him. But the elders were singing. Thou art worthy, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive, to receive, glory, honor, and thine. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are. And we're Rise up, please. Let me bless you before I go. We are going right now to the very place that John sat down and saw, had this visitation this week. Nine members of this church. When I come back from that trip, I'll be allowing you to register for the trip those of you want to go to next year. This trip. And those of you who want to go to Israel. It is good to go and see the spot where the Bible happened. It changes your life forever. You will recognize that even the unbelievers are preserving those spots. Which is on history, intellectual, uh, um, uh, you know, um, uh, reasoning about history or approach is valid. Because those who protect it are not Christians. Yet they protect it and they write the history that this is where Paul as a John had encounter of the revelation. This is where the apocalypse was revealed to him. I will get in there. But you and I have a duty before I come back next week to seek God so that you can see and enter into the ministry of angels. You have a mandate to flush your heart and mind of everything that beguiles you, that sets you back. Come on now. You decide in your heart to not allow Satan to laugh at your God because of your conduct and your act. When Christians are doing the things Satan set up, Satan laughs at you. He calls himself your child. He doesn't even know that that is what I set up. Or Christians are dancing demonic dances. You know all those music that they play and all stuff like that? The evil spirit that gave those music to them, if God opens your eyes, when people are dancing it, those evil spirits are before them, each person dancing. So what they do, what those evil spirits do, is what you see, the movement of the body of that person. That's what is happening. That's why I want you to go to the place of sight. Because some things I tell you, they look strange, but they are the, they are the real. If you can see, you see it. You will see it. 
When you see mad people moving on the street and they are behaving, once God wipes your eyes and you see the evil spirit, what they are doing is what the bad mind is doing. So when you see people dancing all these satanic dances, they are dancing with demons. Can you dance with demons and enter heaven? So if you claim that you, you are born again and on earth you are dancing with demons and you die, you know, two people will come to claim your body, your soul. One will be saying that he's born again. One will say, no, he's not. Because look, Show you, all, show you all your life. And you see yourself that when you are dancing those evil stuff, it is demons you are responding to. But two, you are naive. So, once they show evidence, in heaven, spiritual law is final. God will not pronounce judgment. It is you who will say, I do not belong to paradise. If that was you. And then begin to move into another place. I want, you see, those of you who follow me or not, I don't want you to, I don't want anyone to have one regret. <laughs> the things of the Spirit are more real than the things that you see. So before I come back, make up your mind. We are entering July. It's a covenant month. It is a month to seek God with all your heart. And from now, you prepare. You have had enough of the enjoyment you call of the world, which I call suffering. Now you really want to enter into the enjoyment that your Father in heaven had made available to you. Close your eyes, let me bless you. Lord, into your sovereign hand, I commit all these people. May the Lord bless you. <clears throat> As a father in this house, I pronounce the blessings of God upon you. I declare by the authority of the Father in heaven... That the grace of he who lives forever and ever, even...